Pangarang Radio, Pangarang Radio, PangarangRadio.com. In three, two, one. Press play. Ooh. Let's get decadent. I'm going out. I gotta go. I'll bang a ring on the radio. So turn it up. I'm telling you. I think I'm ready for something new. Hey, hello. It's nice to meet ya. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey, hello. It's nice to meet ya. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. You're listening to Pop Punk and Pizza on Bangarang Radio. Hey, hey, what is up? It is Jacques Lamour, your host. I hope you had a great Memorial Day weekend. This is being posted the day after Memorial Day. And I got to be honest with you, I am just, I'm tired. <laughs> I really am. I had my son all weekend, and he's a two year old, so that means he's very, very busy. We're constantly doing something, going somewhere. He wants to be outside all the time, and so, and it's all good and fun. I'm just, I'm exhausted, so I'm glad I get actually a little break to uh, do this podcast and, and hang out with you for a little bit. So, today's episode is kind of stripped down. It's not like some of the, the most recent episodes I've been putting out, where it's chuck full of a lot of, of, a lot of music and uh, a well-known featured guest. Um, the guest I have on today is actually someone from my past that I've been wanting to connect with for a long time, from my my musical past from when I was a teenager and and in a band called The Projection, which you hear me talk about all the time on the podcast. Um, his name is PJ Heckinger. I think I'm saying PJ's last name correctly. I've never really honestly had to say PJ's last name. He's always just been PJ. Um, but PJ and I know each other from... I can't give you an exact year that we met. It was probably around 2005, I want to say, 2004. That might be a little early, but we'll go with 2005. He was in a band called The Moment out of Rockford, and I don't know really how to describe their sound, and we kind of talk about this in uh, our phone conversation, but I would describe them as just like an influence of post-hardcore hardcore, punk, electronic. And so anyway, where I'm at in Illinois is about two and a half hours away from Rockford. And my oldest brother, Josh, used to play shows with these guys all the time in his band. And then my band would also hop on the show with these guys. They would swap shows. So like um, the moment would come down here and play a show with my band and my brother's band. And then Josh, Josh's band would go up to Rockford and they'd play a show with the moment. And there were a lot of times that they stayed the night at our house when they were doing shows here and stuff. So we just got to know each other and I was immediately hooked into their music the first time I saw them. And they were just extremely, extremely energetic, especially PJ. So, um, we kind of got disconnected over the years. We've been, you know, connected on social media, of course, a little bit and um, and that sort of thing. But you kind of get disconnected from those people as, as they move on to different things. So PJ now lives in the Seattle area, and I haven't seen him 
in many, many years since we're both not in those same bands anymore and obviously in different parts of the country, yada, yada, yada. So to make a long story short, I decided to reach out to him and reconnect. He's in a new band called Head Honcho out in the Seattle area, and they're really, really good. A really, I would just, if you want to put it simple, a great punk band. Um, so... We don't have, this episode isn't chuck full of music, as I said, and the only music I'm going to play on the show today is actually from PJ. Before we get into the interview, I actually want to play a head honcho song for you just to give you a taste of what the band sounds like before we actually talk about the band. And later on, I'll actually play a song from the moment, PJ's previous band that you hear us talk about a lot in this phone conversation. So the song I'm going to play for you from Head Honcho, which PJ is the lead vocalist for, the song is called Mother Leopard, um, I Have Your Cub. And it's from their their latest release, which was actually released in 2015, called Come Hither. You can find it at headhonchomusic.bandcamp.com. Now, in the interview today, we do talk about how they actually have a, an, a new release coming up pretty shortly here, later on in the year. They plan on releasing that. So let's take a listen to this, Mother Leopard by Head Honcho, and then we'll actually get to my conversation with PJ, and I hope you enjoy it.
Hey, what's up? Hey, man. Sorry, huh? I knew that was going to happen. I knew I was going to let you call the first What's that? How's it going? Good. Oh, good. Yeah, sorry. I could, I could, uh, I couldn't really make out what you were saying. I just knew you were talking. Oh yeah. No, I said, <laughs> uh, I, said uh, I knew I was going to miss your call. Like for, I'm, I'm walking around, putting stuff together, getting ready to uh, take off and, uh, a little like later. Gotcha. And, uh, yeah. I get you. So. Well, how yeah. are th- how yeah. are things going, man? Oh yeah, always good. So it's uh yeah, working along, working on the new record. Uh, just about to finish that stuff up, and uh, yeah, talking about doing a tour in November, and then uh, you know, like we might be shopping the record around a little bit, but we'll see what happens. Oh, so. nice, man. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, rem- I remember we reconnected a little bit. Um, when I was doing that live video on Instagram, and it was yeah. it was just so funny that you were the person that started watching it because you know I was in the Rockford, close to the Rockford area when I was doing it, and that's wow, yeah, crazy. <laughs> that's where you were from, and so that's the whole point. I was you know like thirty or forty minutes away from Rockford because um, St. Jimmy was doing a show that night, and I was gonna stay overnight because it was going to be so late and with the mm. the weather being the way it was because it was snowing and everything um mm-hmm. in april <laughs> mind you which is yeah ridiculous um yeah. so i thought Open that it was the midway. right exactly and you were the first person i thought of because anytime i think of rockford i always think of pj well. and you know <laughs> and and the moment because you're one of the few people i know from yeah. from that area so um so yeah. I, was, I was glad that that you started watching the video because i had been meaning to to get in contact with you to to do uh to do this podcast so mm-hmm. um just yeah. because i've wanted to reconnect for a long time because it's been haven't seen you in years and i know you know we're both still involved with music and you know you've got a new thing going on besides the moment um, which has yeah. been so long ago yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, well, I mean, uh, in April, it was, uh, eight years that I've lived out here. So my gosh. Uh, yeah. That's what I remember when yeah. we were talking on that, that live video, I'm like, how long has it been? Like a few years or, and you're like, no, it's like eight. And I'm like, oh <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it just seems like it's, you know, I still had a few, brown hairs left on my head and um it's all white (laughs) it's all gray i'll never forget um okay so i guess i should give a like a backstory so okay so my old band the projection which i talk about all the time on the podcast um we used to Mm -hmm. play shows in pj's band here um and they were called the moment from rockford and where um i'm from it's like around two hours two and a half hours away and so my older brother's band called Feature Presentation, you guys started, like, switching shows and, like, swapping shows together. Um, yeah, we actually met um, years earlier on tour. We were just both on tour, and we happened to... We met them uh, our first night on tour, and it was their first night on tour. We were in Iowa, I believe. And then 
it, we just got to talking to them because they're all nice guys. And uh, then it turned out that we had the next day we weren't playing with each other, but then the next three or four days we had shows together. So, and then it just kind of, you know, turned to, turned to it from there. So, yeah. So then, yeah, that's how you and I met. Yeah, and exactly. You guys were always so welcoming with uh, places to stay and helping us with shows and things like that. Yeah, that was really like a, a really, you know, special, special time in my life. Of course, I was a teenager, but you, you said the gray haired thing and it made me think of a, a specific story. I think I, I can't remember where it was at, but it was a show that uh, projection and the moment were playing together. And I said something mm-hmm. about because, you know, you were you had like gray coming, you know, gray hair coming in back then. And so I've, I've had gray hair since I was 14 years old. Yeah, exactly. Then, I was uh, going to say. Yeah. Um so yeah, yeah, you've had you've had gray hair since you were a teenager. And so everyone assumed that you were just like this old guy, you know. And yeah. I think I remember saying like, "Oh yeah, like PJ over there like he looks like he's, you know, super old but he's only like 29 or something i can't remember what age you were at the time but i want to say yeah you you had to you had <laughs> no, to been I, around I 30 exactly yeah I, I know the exact we were playing i don't remember the name of it but uh it was like an outdoor festival at uh like it was like a summertime outdoor festival type of thing and yeah. there's rides and like a big and egon's unicat was playing also oh my so, gosh <laughs> We we got done playing, and then uh, the projection went on, and then Egon's Unicat was going to play, I believe, right after you guys. Or may, uh, it, well, the order doesn't really matter. No, man. yeah. But uh, I was in Egon's Unicat's van uh, with Sean, and then his girlfriend, now wife Sarah, and um, we were just hanging out and stuff like that, and then all of a sudden I heard you say, uh, how old do you think the singer of the moment is? And then then people are yelling things that I can't hear, and then I just hear you say, no, 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 he's under 40. And, and like, That's what it was. Because, yeah, Sean and Sarah bring that up. Uh, I'm still in somewhat loose contact with them. And, uh, uh, yeah, they, they bring that up just like, because I just all of a sudden perked up because, you know, you hear your name. Or somebody talking about you, and I'm just like, is he talking about me? <laughs> yeah, just, just realizing, like, oh, man. So, yeah, like, it's always been a thing where, uh, you know, it doesn't happen so much anymore because now I'm uh, in my 40s. Yeah, but, uh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so now I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to have gray hair. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, back then when I was in my mid-20s and early 30s, and, you know, a lot of people would come up and say, like, how old are you? Cause <laughs> your head is just all, it's all white hair or gray hair. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And it's like, but you have a really young face. And I mean, I, you know, I think I've aged okay, but, uh, you know, it's, it's also, uh, like, you know, I, I did have that, you know, when you're 20, you look like a, you still look like you could be a teenager sometimes. But, right. Right. Yeah. The gray hair threw people off always. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just remember calling you out and I can't I just whatever I said, I'm not sure if it was like appropriate or flattering, but I just remember you being like, yeah, well, th- thanks for that. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. Anyway, 
Sorry. <laughs> so I'm, apo- no, no, I'm apologizing. No, no. It, years it's, later. All, it's all in good fun. <laughs> so it's not a, yeah, it's not something I, I, I've carried with me. It's just, that's just a story that, uh, since Sean and Sarah bring that up when, uh, you know, if we ever run into each other when I'm back home or something like that, it's just like, oh, geez, <laughs> you know, like that, just because it was so funny, the reaction that I had. It was. Like realizing. Yeah. Wait a minute, he's talking about me. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, so. good times. Good times for sure. Yeah. Um, but um, The Moment is a band that comes across in my mind all the time. And I find that what sucks is once in a while I get a song from The Moment stuck in my head, but I can't, I can't go and listen to it because I don't have anything from The Moment anymore i yeah i lost my cd collection and there's nothing online that i I, like i remember trying i could not find anything online um no yeah for some for some reason we are the uh one band that has managed to keep itself completely off of the internet so (laughs) did you i was gonna say did you not put anything up at all like even on itunes well uh we had um I think our main release that we did, Showdown at the Discotheque, was yeah. on iTunes. And then I'm not sure what happened to it. I never really had too much to do with the digital uh, online aspect of the band besides, uh, you know, booking shows and things like that. But gotcha. putting the music up, uh, Elliot, the drummer, um, uh, you know, the sweetheart that he is, uh, always just took care of everything. I'd send him a text message like, hey, we should do this, hey, we should do that. He'd somehow find time to do it with, you know, keep busy with everything that he did. He was always, you know, he did a, the majority of the beats, uh, you know, when it just became the two of us. Uh, yeah. And, you know, he was working all the time and just, you know, you know, he was a, a constant uh, balance for me. So because I was flying off the rails sometimes, but... uh <laughs> Uh, you know, just, you know, being, being the partier and things like that. I, I actually remember the show when you brought up that I, uh, how I have gray hair. Mm-hmm. Um, the next morning you had made us breakfast, uh, <laughs> and you made us, fr- you, you made us French toast. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I, I started feeling just like off and we went and we played another show that night and uh we were i think two three hours away from uh our hometown rockford and elliot said hey i need you to drive back tonight because uh, he wanted to try to sleep because uh he needed to work in the morning mm-hmm. so and he was working as a painter so you know they yes i remember relatively that. early so yeah. yeah so um he did that uh but I just was feeling off the whole day and then we played the show and then, uh, I was just, you know, kind of doubled over in pain and I thought, okay, you know, like it can't, I, I've had an appendicitis, so I had my appendix taken out years before. Yeah. Uh, and I just didn't know what it was. And then I said, Hey, you need to stop. Uh, so we stopped at a gas station and I get, I got really sick and, you know, vomited things like that. And I was just like, Oh my God. So, got back into the car in the middle of nowhere, Illinois, and I just got into the passenger seat and passed out from uh, 
vomiting from it because I, I must have just gotten a little bit of food poisoning from a French toast that you made. I don't know if yeah. there's something I, in it. So I kind of remember. Then, I kind of remember this now because I think it was like the next. Maybe the next time I saw you, you brought it up, or because this is coming yeah. back to my mind now that you're bringing it up, and I'm like, I'm so sorry that happened to you, man. I've just done all kinds of shit to you. Yeah, God, <laughs> man. Yeah. But he, uh, but yeah. So Elliot ended up driving back, and I think we got back at three or four in the morning, and you know he never complained about anything, and it was just you know one of those things. I mean, where it was just okay. Well. I mean, he just had to take it in stride, and you know, that's Elliot's a, a walking Valentine. So yeah, but, no, he. I always thought he was very sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, to get back to why we aren't online, uh, that <laughs> Elliot had said uh, when the moment played, our, we played our last show. Um, I think it was April twenty second in 2016 okay. uh, at Kryptonite in Rockford um, because Kryptonite was a bar that we were playing on quite a bit uh, back when uh, we were kind of doing our thing and uh, yeah, Kryptonite was closing down so I was back in town and, uh, and you know we decided to do one last show and Elliot said that he was going to put everything up online uh and I mean, everything, including the stuff. We had an old singer, uh, Zach, who actually wrote, um, I think, four of the songs. He wrote the lyrics and uh, some of the music for four of the songs on Showdown at the Discotheque. So, mm-hmm. um, and they also did, before I was even in the moment, they did a, an EP with him. So there's quite a bit of stuff Yeah. Uh, that you know, is, is up there. And then, you know, we, it's, you know, our, our last record, we are the plague. Uh, we did that. And, you know, the, and then we had a, uh, we actually have an unreleased track that we, I don't think we've ever, uh, put it out or I don't know if it was online or not, but anyways, yeah, there, there's plenty of stuff. So maybe someday, um, you know, we'll get it all together and, put it online it'd be nice to have it just on spotify or something so everybody can just listen to it for free but i know that if you search uh the moments uh we are the cancer or excuse me the moment remove the cancer that will bring you to one of our videos and then uh also the moment congratulations universe you win that's another video that uh we did Okay, I so, do. I do remember there being at least a couple music videos that you guys did. I do yeah. remember that. Yeah. Yeah, I think we had four or five of them. Uh, you can find most of them still. The one that we did for kids dig the, the kids dig the murder scene. Uh, for some reason, I can't find that. But I think the guy that did the video, he was the only one that had it on his YouTube page. And oh. I think he might have deleted it, but gotcha. it was kind of a student project. Uh, video still a lot of fun but, yeah uh, you know just one of those things where he was learning editing and things like that so but yeah yeah it'd be nice to have all that stuff but yeah so we do that and then uh yeah and actually phil i don't know if you remember him he was the guitar player one of the guitar players what was his name again moment phil phil, phil yes Gidro. uh was he the one with yeah. the glasses 
him, he and Nate both wore glasses, but oh, okay. uh, Phil was just the quieter one. Now, uh, one of them was a teacher, right? Uh, yeah, Nate. Nate was, Nate the, was teacher. the teacher. Okay. Yeah, he still is the teacher. He's that. That is Nate is the teacher. Nate's the man. He's <laughs> he, he's he's a a very good teacher. So yeah, and uh, yeah, very driven, very smart guy. So, yeah, I remember and, uh, talking to him one morning after a show when you guys crashed at at our house, and he was just telling me about. And I I'm trying to remember it. For some reason, there's two things that stick out in my mind. He was like. One, he was either like a special needs teacher or mathematics. Was it either one of those? Well, no, you got it, was... it right for both of them. I so, do. Okay. <laughs> Phil, Phil, Phil worked with special needs kids, uh, okay. and Nate worked with. Uh, he was, I think, he was always high school kids. Worked with high school kids uh, doing mathematics. Yeah, and Nate, uh, Nate's still doing mathematics, and uh, you know teaching math at a That's high school cool. in Rockford. I mean, he's married and he has uh, two kids. He's got a little boy and a little girl and uh, he's doing his thing. So, and then Phil is actually getting married um, this coming September. So I'm going to go back to Illinois for uh, that wedding and I'm sure I'll see the other guys oh, at, cool. you know, at the wedding too. So, cool. yeah, so That'll be a good time. Yeah, September in Illinois is always a nice time to be back. It'll be, uh, you know, it's time to go to the apple orchard and uh, yeah, get some get some apple apple cider donuts and uh, there you go. You know, hang out, see everybody. So yeah, oh, check definitely. out all the colors of the leaves. Yep. So. Yeah, it is a good time to come back. Yeah. And you know, it it was just so bizarre because when I was you know up in Rockford, that was about a yeah, it was about a month ago now. And, you know, it was snowing. It was snowing in Rockford. And, you know, usually April can have uh, some really nice days, but this particular day was not so nice. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, yeah. So I just, um, yeah, I hope I hope there's good weather when you come back, that good fall weather like you're talking about. Yeah, last time I came back a few years ago, and it was in, I think it was October or something like that. It mm -hmm. was like in the seventies. Oh so, yeah. Which was, you know, I, I can't complain about 70 degree weather, but it was one of those things that oh, I kind of really hope was really hoping for some uh, sweatshirt weather. Oh know? yeah. Right. Like, you know, have, have some, uh, you know, just enjoy like but the sun was really beating down and stuff like that. I think it got up into the eighties. One of the days it's just like, no, oh, this wow. isn't, you know, <laughs> it's not it, what I it wanted. It wasn't what I was looking for, but, yeah, you know, listen, I'm complaining about the weather being nice. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, well, well... I guess if that's the only thing I got to complain about, my life's going pretty good. I was going to say, yeah, it's definitely not bad at all. Um, yeah. so, so let's... So we talked about the moment, which I we could, I know we could talk forever about the moment, just because that's how yeah. we met. And that's still just one of my favorite bands to this day from that whole, you know, that whole scene. And I guess to describe... I'm trying to describe how I would describe the moment. Um, Cause you guys had this, I feel like a unique sound. It was blended with so many different, I feel like it was blended with so many different influences because I remember just having conversations with you. Um, I, I think 
you saw that I had a less than Jake t-shirt on one day and you like lifted up your arm and showed me your less than Jake tattoo. Um, (laughs) and so, and and then we just started talking about how much we love less than Jake, but like the moment obviously sounds nothing like less than Jake, but, um, there is some, like there's some punk influence to that, but also just like post hardcore. Um, but then there's all this, the synths and the program beats and everything. I just, how, how did you guys categorize yourselves? Well, you know, yeah, it was, it's one of those things that's, uh, because I got I I personally got compared a lot to uh, the way that um, Tim from Rise Against I got compared to him a lot. Uh, really, the way he sang. So yeah, like when when I would uh, and, and it wasn't the way that the moments sounded, but it was the way that when people listened to Rise Against, they said he kind of sounds uh, like I kind of sound like him. Mm-hmm. Is what they or yeah. Uh, you know, Tim's an amazing singer, and I feel weird and like comparing myself to him. But uh, <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things. Like uh, I'm kind of just repeating what other people were saying. But yeah, uh, so it was kind of you know like yeah, it was a weird thing. Cause it was like well, we uh, got compared to like Death from Above, 1979. Uh, and fear before the march of flames. And, oh uh, yeah, that's right. Things like that. And those bands, none of us ever listened to those bands. So mm-hmm. we really liked uh, the Faint was a large influence on us. Mm-hmm. Uh, their kind of dance style. Um, you know, we took a little bit more of a, uh, I guess, punk approach, punk style approach instead of like the dance style approach that the faint had. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we weren't doing like the straight ahead, uh, you know, beats and things like that. You know, we tried to, I don't know. It was, uh, see, I'm I'm just having trouble. (laughs) Like maybe that's why we didn't, uh, (laughs) uh, we we couldn't fit into a box. So that's maybe why we, uh, you know, never moved on from what we were. So, I'd say that's pretty. But, I'd say it's pretty accurate. I guess I was just trying to give a description for, you know, people who are who are listening that don't know, and hopefully one day we'll get that stuff back up online and and people can check it out again. Yeah, maybe you know. Yeah. yeah. So um, when when uh, just wondering when when is uh, when do you normally? Uh, so we're interviewing today on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, when do you normally publish your? Well, uh, I've been doing. Um, just because my life is so crazy right now, I've actually only been doing one episode a month for the most part. Mm. Sometimes I've been doing more than that, but lately it's just been one. So this one I'm going to be putting out hopefully like this coming Tuesday. So that's the plan. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know (laughs) if uh, I can talk to Elliot and have him put something up on before that, but it's my best. I know he's, he's I'm sure he's busy. Yeah, Elliot's got a pretty cool little boy as well. He and his oh. wife Emily. Uh, yeah, they they got a little boy too. So oh, that's great. pretty pretty awesome. It's 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 really cool. Like you know, just all my friends from back home, just seeing them becoming parents, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, just the way everybody. Uh, yeah, you know, like the way everybody uh, evolved and things like that. You know, we were all just. Hanging out at the bar, or, uh, 
you know, running around riding bikes together and things like that, having fun, smoking cigarettes, you know, drinking too much whiskey and, you know, <laughs> doing all that. Now everybody's, you know, up at 6 a.m. and got the kids and all, you know, you know, just, yeah, crazy lives. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's cool how awesome life is. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm happy for for Elliot because I always thought he was a stand up guy. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's uh, one of a kind. So. Definitely Pretty great. Well, let's well, talk about Head Honcho. Yeah. Um, Head Honcho, sure. I loved what I've heard so far. Um, and you know, you're I I've, when I first started listening, I'm like, okay, this is you know, this is definitely PJ. <laughs> Um, and and obviously I mean that in a good way because I've always loved your vocals. Um, so how did, I'm trying to remember, how did the move to, to Washington come about? Well, um, my, uh, my grandmother turned 90 years old and, uh, she has, yeah, so she had, she turned 90 years old eight years ago. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then, uh, she had, has six kids, three boys, three girls. And I have an uncle who lives out here. So we went to a birthday dinner for her, um, in, in Rockford. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, my uncle who lives out here just asked at dinner, he said, you know, what are you doing these days? And so I go, oh, I play music and I was working for uh, the Budweiser distributor in town. And, uh, kind of bartended on the weekends and you know i wasn't doing much i was single at the time and things like that uh mm-hmm. so um you know so um nothing really you know just kind of hanging out and he said well you should come and check out seattle so uh a few months later i came checked it out took a two-week vacation from my job and just came out here to and uh worked for him uh doing uh working on boats so insulating the engines of boats and things like that. Oh, wow. Uh, and then, yeah, then a couple months later, uh, I just, I came back after the two weeks and decided, yeah, you know, um, it might not work out, but, you know, I, I know I'll kick myself if I come out here or don't come out and try it at least. Yeah. So, you know, so uh, moved out uh, in uh, April of that year. And then, um, yeah, have been here ever since. So, wow. I mean, I make it back from time to time, but, uh, yeah. So, and then in that eight years, uh, I got married and then I got divorced, uh, and, uh, Oh I gosh, I'm sorry to hear to that. Around. Oh, that's okay. You know, we're still friendly with each other and that's you know, good. I don't, don't wish anything but the best for her. So, you know, just things don't work out. And, uh, she moved down and she's living in Texas, Mexico area. Oh, wow. Uh, doing her thing yeah so and then uh yeah i got to travel around the world with uh working on boats uh for my uncle's company and then uh that didn't didn't work out uh after about five years i just needed to move on so uh right now i'm doing the same type of work uh i'm insulating buildings and boats and things like that um but uh i'm working for a union company and yeah i love it Oh, so so you're probably making pretty good money, I would assume, if you're doing union. Yeah, 
Yeah, we we get paid pretty well, and it's nice to have a, you know, it's nice to be part of a union, have a, you know, other people that have your back and things like that. When the, if you have a problem, or uh, you know, there's never if there's ever any safety issue or things like that. And, uh, yeah, it's a uh, working union's great. It's a life changing experience. So yeah, it's definitely yeah. the best uh, best decision career wise I've ever made. That's what I've always heard. I've never worked for a union yet, so. <laughs> but yeah, how does so? How does uh, one insulate a boat then? Like, I'm curious. How does that how does that work? Like the you're talking about like around the engine or. Yeah. So uh, you do um, the engine or the a lot of times it's the exhaust pipes of the engine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the the engine gets hot. So uh, the exhaust gets hot. So you wrap. Um, it's basically like a fiberglass uh, matting around the pipes, and then uh, you have a siliconized cloth that goes around that. Um, that's one way to do it. Otherwise, there's a you know fiberglass pipe covering. There's a calcium silicate. There's all sorts of different uh, different ways to do it. Um, and then sometimes you just do the walls to uh, you know keep condensation from coming in or keep the heat from going out of the uh, the building or the boat mm-hmm. or keep the cold or the heat from coming in. So uh, do refrigeration systems, wrap the pipes with rubber uh, to keep the, you know, cold in or the cold out. Yeah. One of the yeah. two. So. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... Uh, it's a, it, yeah, it's a neat job. It's uh, every day is a new, new thing, and that's that's really good because, uh, you know, I mean, I'm sure you can tell from this conversation. I like to jump around different subjects. But, hey, you know, that, I also the... like to jump, <laughs> like to jump around different different uh, projects. Also, yeah, so, same yeah. here, man. I'm works out good for me. Yeah, no, I'm the same way. So, how long? Had you been out there when you started Head Honcho, or was that was that the first project you started out there, or has have there been a couple? Because I know, I know I've kind of lost touch with with that since you moved out there. Yeah, um, well, I moved out here and I was here for about a year, uh, and I didn't. I was just kind of writing some things for myself, and didn't really know how to put myself, inject myself into the music scene out here. I mean, there is mm-hmm. a very good music scene, but I, I just didn't know how to do it. And, uh, you know, was, I didn't have a network of friends like I did back in Illinois or even in the Midwest. Right. So, uh, I met a guy at work, actually. He was working for another company. And uh, he said, oh, my band's playing this place. So I went to go see him. Uh, and then I just told him after that or something. He was in a punk rock band too. Okay. And I said, hey, you know, if you know anybody that's looking for a guitar player or a singer, you know, let me know. And uh, a few weeks later, uh, his drummer actually came up to me after they got done playing another show and said, yeah, uh, hey, I heard that you were uh, you're looking to join a band. And I said, yeah, you know, like so he said, "Oh, I've got a friend who's in a band. They've been looking for a singer for a while." So, uh, 
you know, long story short, we exchanged numbers or I got the guy's number from the band. Uh, and, uh, we talked, I went and kind of auditioned, uh, I guess I'm not, you know, it wasn't, uh, I don't think they had other guys that they were looking at, but it's, you know, everything just kind of worked out. I had, uh, a few, uh, I, I went and just listened to them practice. And by the end of practice, I had just a little section of a song that I could write that I figured out lyrics to. So, um, or I figured out, you know, Oh, I could put this here or something like yeah. that. So I did that. And, uh, you know, when I left then I just said, okay, you know, like I'll see you guys next week. And we just kept doing it from there. So, uh, and then I had played with them. I think it's been six years now that we've been, uh, working together. We had a drummer change. Uh, our old drummer, um, was having, he had a problem with his foot and uh, he needed to have some surgery done. So, mm. uh, he ended up, uh, leaving the band and we got a new guy, uh, in, and, uh, yeah, since having that new guy, we've been able to do quite a bit more um uh just we got to tour europe last year uh we played a couple festivals and did some club shows i thought i remember and, seeing that i was going to ask you about that yeah so yeah touring europe is amazing so yeah they it's just uh you know i mean it's just the architecture the just the, the cities are works of art themselves and mm. uh, just uh the the way that they treat the bands and, uh, you know, the government actually has money that they give, uh, the venues and things like that to help them run, uh, and keep kind of like the arts alive and things like that. So, wow. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah. So, and we've, uh, head honchos released two, um, they're, they're not quite full lengths and they're not, uh, short enough to be EPs. So it's like we had like an eight song CD, I think a seven song CD. And then this new one's going to be another seven songs. And then we're going to do a little bit of touring, uh, off of that. Um, and then hopefully be able to play over in Europe. Uh, we're hoping to hit the UK and also, uh, do Europe next year. Uh, for some festivals and then also some club shows. We're just going to have to play it by ear um, to support that release. And then we do have, I think it's 10 songs that are still needing to be recorded, but uh, they're pretty they're, they're pretty well put together. They're all in different stages of being completed, but uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, they just need to be recorded, and, uh, you know, I need to sit down and write some lyrics to them. But, uh, yeah, so the next release after this this new one will be a full length, whether it kills us or not. So, like, <laughs> we, 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 we have to do a full length, so it's just yeah. one of those things. But, yeah, uh, other than that, I, uh, you know, did... I did a couple acoustic shows here that didn't go well. Uh, just uh, one, I just I smoked a little weed before we played. This was years and years ago, uh, and uh, I just got just really bonkers out of my mind, and then just started like kind of 
not playing the guitar too well and, uh, you know, kind of doing my sing scream, uh, while we were playing, it, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't the worst show I've ever played, but it wasn't the best show. It was far from the best. (laughs) It doesn't sound too good. No, but you know, it's, it could have, it could always have gone worse. So, oh, definitely. uh, But yeah, so, but, uh, that's okay. It's in the past. And, yeah. Uh, then I did play with a band who's uh, actually doing pretty well right now called Dead Bars. Uh, I played guitar for them right before their first two Seven Inches came out. On uh, they were on No Idea Records for a little while, and then uh, they've done a few other releases with a couple other labels. And right now they just had their new record come out i believe it's called regulars um on uh af records so oh wow which yeah it's real cool i'm real yeah you know, it's uh i know the singer john and uh yeah it's a real hard-working guy and he's kind of like the uh the main the main person uh for that band he and uh his friend cj have uh been in the band they've been the two constants and then they kind of have different players coming in and out and things like that but i got to play guitar with them for a little while and that was really fun just kind of straight ahead uh you know three to four chord punk rock songs but i've heard the new stuff that they're doing and that's really fun like real uh good production on this record and stuff like that but yeah so check it out if you get a chance. Dead bars. Dead bars. Regulars. Okay, I was gonna say I'll, I'll definitely yeah. check that out. That sounds like something I would like. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's got a real uh, East Coast Midwest sound. He's he's New Jersey originally. Oh, so, there you go. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely definitely hear the influence. But gotcha. That Han show is kind of funny because when we when we play sometimes. Uh, over here in the Pacific Northwest, whether we're playing in the Seattle area uh, or we're going down into Oregon near Portland and things like that, from time to time, somebody will come up and talk to me and just say, yeah, you know, I like you guys. It kind of sounds like the music reminds me of, uh, like, West Coast, but uh, they'll say, but your singing style kind of reminds me of the Midwest or East Coast punk rock singers. And I was like, oh, wow, you that's exactly what it is. That's where so, I'm from, man. Yeah. That's yeah, good. So, wow. That's, yeah, so that's that, kind of yeah, creepy. So neat. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, some people, when they hear me talk out here, they can tell that I'm from the Midwest because of the way I say certain words. Oh, definitely. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I definitely have a little bit of an accent, so, but. You know, that's the way I've talked since for years. I started talking. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you've only been out there for eight, so you know, yeah, most of it's so, been. I don't know if I'll ever pick up. Yeah, pick up their their dialect. But, yeah, or their, uh, it's accents, hard to say. I guess not dialect. Yeah. I don't. What What does so, a, a a Pacific Northwest accent sound like? I I can't, I mean, I've spent time there, but. I don't remember. I guess I didn't spend enough time there to really know or pick up on that. I mean, is there yeah, a specific okay. well, sound or or sayings or? Yeah. All right. Um, the way that they say um, their 
the way that they, the biggest difference I've noticed is the way that they say mom, M-O-M. So they kind of say it almost like, uh, like, uh, they say like, uh, with a really rounded O, like mom. Okay. The way Midwesterners say it is mom. Like I'm, I'm, I'm obviously doing it more, uh, you're, yeah, with you're, more of an accent, but right. yeah, like I say, like, oh, I was talking to my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you know, people say the, yeah, and my cousin, uh, actually, my cousin's wife brought it up to me. She said, yeah, the way that you can tell if somebody is from here uh, is you spell these two words and then you have them say them to you. So <laughs> if 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 I if I said D O N that would be Don, correct? Right. So, but but then if I say uh, D A W N, it would be Dawn. Yes. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. I get but you. I get here, you. Yeah. Yeah. So, but here, um, if you say that to somebody who's from here and uh, been here their whole life, they say Dawn and Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's it like sounds they, like they're saying yeah the female version like yeah uh, D A W N yeah but because we say you know on mm. on yes know, so but yeah so it's just little it's it, there's nothing where uh, I have to say like what did you just say to me <laughs> or you know there's never any uh, there's never a huge language barrier or anything like that I don't need a translator but mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. It is, um, it is a little funny. Yeah, it's kind of like they they just make it sound long. I guess it's just mm-hmm. yeah, that's uh, that's kind of I guess that's kind of what I expected because you know it's weird because I f- kind of feel like certain places of the East Coast do that too. Um, I could oh, really I could be wrong, but I remember meeting people from like Massachusetts um that had some long sounds like that too. So hmm. it's just I guess you just never know what you're gonna get. Yeah. Well we actually uh we played a festival in Head Honcho played a festival in uh right outside of Nuremberg, Germany mm-hmm. uh last summer and the night before we played, we played with, or excuse me, the night before we played, uh, a Wilhelm Scream played. Okay. And yep. they're a band. They're a band from Massachusetts. Okay. And uh, they, we spent quite a bit of time with Trevor and uh, Nuno, the singer and guitar player uh, from there, and they're both um, New Bedford, Massachusetts natives. Uh, okay. And when they started drinking their their massachusetts accents came out there <laughs> just flowing you know yeah like they you'd park in the car over the harbor you know like <laughs> things like that and uh yeah it was uh it was it was funny you know you can still it's still just all english but it's just the way that mm-hmm. the yeah they that they say it cuz i think isn't uh where where's worcester is that in Connecticut? Oh, um, 
Oh. But it looks like Worcester. Right. Um, I I recently learned that, I think, in the last year. Because, I, yeah, I thought that's how it was pronounced, too. But it's it's Worcester, right? That's how it... Or Worcester? Yeah, yeah. Worcester. Worcester. Worcester, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I can't like I think W-U-S-T-E-R, it's W U S T E R Worcester. Yeah, it's it's Connecticut or Massachusetts, one of the, you know, the upper corner states there. Um Yeah, but if you look at the word and you're from the Midwest or I guess anywhere else in the world, I guess it's W O R C H E S T E R, so it looks like Worcester or yes. Worcester. Yes. But they say Worcester. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it, I know it's, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. I yeah, it's funny because I remember the first tour the projection went on, and we played in uh, New Hampshire. Okay, so it was New Hampshire, and it was Concord. Okay, now mm-hmm. there it's not Concord, New Hampshire. It's Concord. Concord? Concord. Yeah. It's not Concord. It's Concord. And it was so funny. I remember when we were playing, um, I kept saying the you know, the name of the town. I kept saying Concord. And I know I I later found out that people in the audience were like, Where the heck is this guy from? (laughs) And I remember I remember saying we were from Illinois or from Chicago, but um, but yeah, you apparently can't be the first person that they've ever heard say that. Though. I guess, but man, when I learned that it was Concord, I'm like, that's so weird. I'm like, it's Concord. Like, it's not. There's not. Yeah. <laughs> but that's how it goes, you know. On the uh... well, you know, I mean, if you travel down to Missouri and you ask them what kind of pop they have, <laughs> they don't know what you're talking about. Wait, wait what pop? <laughs> Yeah, it's pop, P-O-P, you know, like they right. They look at you like you just asked them for $10,000 on a blowtorch. <laughs> what? Yeah. You know, it's like, right. what? what are you talking about? Like, yeah. that's not a word that they've ever heard. Mm-hmm. It's just pop, you know? Like yeah. Yep. Coke, Pepsi, right. Dr. Pepper. Right. They, they, they go by brand or, you know, then you get in other parts, it's soda, you know, or, or soda yeah. pop. Or soda yeah, that's, pop. that's what it is in Missouri yeah. is soda. Yeah. yeah. But then, yeah, sometimes, then you go, I think it's Texas where everything's a Coke. Yes, and yes, I was wanna, just going to say that. <laughs> yeah, you want a Sprite, it's just a clear Coke. So. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. So true, man. But, yeah. So, so yeah, so. Cool. That Nacho is uh, is is doing pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I'm I'm curious. I I don't mean to cut you off, but you know you you brought this up earlier about well we've talked about it a few times now, but being over in the UK and Europe. But was that something that yeah. you guys were just like we're just going to do this ourselves, or was there an opportunity presented to you? Were you um, were you guys supporting someone, or were you just out there on yeah. your own? Well. uh was our guitar player um, has been going there for several years to uh, just uh, punk rock holidays, and uh, I think he goes to a rock rock festival in Belgium okay. and uh, things like that. So, and then he went to this other festival in Nure- right outside of Nuremberg um, named Conrad Fest, and uh, they. Uh, he got to, you know, he's very talkative, nice guy, uh, 
and uh, Ananda is his name, or Bonanza, Bananda, mm-hmm. uh, Bandana. You know, mm-hmm. we just have all sorts of nicknames for him. But uh, he, uh, um, yeah, he got to be friends with them. So then we got uh, offers for a few years to go out and play. But uh, our first drummer, um, he was always a little leery about um, playing things like that. Yeah, so who, who could blame him? He, he just didn't want to. Yeah, so he didn't <laughs> want to do it. Uh, so we, once he left, then we got our new drummer, who's uh, pretty much game for anything, mm-hmm. and uh, Doug. And uh, yeah, so we decided, yeah, let's go out and do it. And we were lucky enough to get a uh, paired up to tour with uh, a band from Belgium, and uh, three of them are from Belgium, and three, two of them are from Scotland, uh, called the Effect Heuristic, and. Uh, yeah, we met up with them and uh, just played, I think we played nine shows or ten shows, uh, kind of all all over um, Eastern Europe. And, okay. Uh, yeah, so, uh, and the singer of the effect heuristic, Sean, and uh, Ananda and myself uh, all kind of booked some shows um, in the different clubs. Then we had, uh, it was two festivals like the first day was like kind of like the official kickoff of the festival but we just it was pretty much like a bar show in italy but it was amazing so uh it's right by the town where my grandmother uh my grandmother's family was from so that was great that's and, uh, cool that's so cool yeah yeah so yeah. i mean and, yeah i mean it was just a whirlwind of a it was a different country pretty much every day. Did you uh, we did you get a chance to. to do any, like, well, you probably didn't get a chance to do any research while you were there on, on that, on, on your grandmother's no, uh, town? No, I, I could barely. Uh, the, the problem uh, I ran into in Italy um, was there, there was a, a bit of a language barrier. Uh, obviously, they all know Italian, but... Uh, and most Europeans are very um, accommodating with knowing at least a little bit of English. Mm-hmm. And uh, sure. So, um, but sometimes I would be in conversation with people, and I would just forget how fast I talk. Uh, uh. As far as far as being, uh, you know, letting them comprehend what I'm saying. Sure. So, uh, I'd say something, and then. Uh, you know, whoever else talked to me, you need to slow down, please slow down. (laughs) uh, But uh, it was very fun. Uh, Yeah. And uh, didn't get to do too much sightseeing as far as all the cities went. Uh, Slovenia, we got to uh, um, do a little bit uh, every day, uh, no matter what I would uh, just kind of go out on a little walk by myself. And uh, just try to find little things or take in, you know, in all of Europe, it's really not too hard to find something amazing to look at. Yeah. So uh, whether it be the buildings or, uh, you know, just water or, uh, uh, you know, looking out into a lake or uh, things like that. And uh, just uh, the differences that uh, 
are there and just like the neat towns and all the little houses and you know every country has a different sort of beautiful woman that lives there so <laughs> it's uh it was great and uh yeah the the venues were all very nice uh they most of them were uh they would feed you before the show, uh, mostly uh, vegetarian something, so very accommodating to everybody. A lot of places had uh, beds for us to stay in at the venue. And then, oh, wow. Um, yeah, and then a lot of venues, they would say, okay, uh, you know, we'll leave you here tonight, and then tomorrow morning um, somebody will be here to make you guys breakfast. And it was just like, wow. That's crazy. This is that's, amazing. Uh, that's, yeah. that's really amazing because that – I'm pretty sure does not happen too much here. I mean, usually, no. <laughs> I mean, depending on where you're at in your, you know, touring career, usually, you know, it's a given the band or the venue is going to feed you, but they usually are not going to have you stay at the venue and they're not going to no. make you breakfast <laughs> most, yeah. most of the time. The, yeah. The, the bass player from the effect heuristic Cedric, uh, said to me he said so pj uh is this what venues are like in the united states it's like no no way <laughs> they get you you get two drink tickets and they basically uh, you know you're left to find yourself anything else that you need so, yeah and it's and, uh, and it's here have some pbr <laughs> like it's yeah you know yeah that that's usually what or if you do get yeah sometimes free beer it's PBR at, at you know at some venues and that's it. So yeah, but you know it's just uh, just different things. So yeah, we yeah. got to be uh, the first the day we flew into Frankfurt, um, got the uh, got the van in Cologne, and then got picked everybody up, drove to Strasbourg, France, and stayed the night there, and just uh, checked out the town, got somewhat of a good night's sleep, and then drove to Italy the next day and we actually drove through Switzerland and got to go through the Alps. Oh, that's uh, cool. During that and that was really neat and then uh, played Italy that night, northern Italy uh, near the lakes and then um, I think the next night was Slovenia, Ljubljana, Slovenia. Uh, we played at a me- uh, place called Metalkova which was a big arts community. Uh, just amazing. If you get a chance to look it up, it's metal as in heavy metal mm-hmm. and Kova K-O-V-A and uh, it's actually got its own Wikipedia page it's uh, just a big artist community and they have two venues in there and uh, yeah amazing place uh, and the crowd was great um, then the next night was pretty amazing we played in Zagreb Croatia and uh, it was while Croatia was playing the World Cup championships against France and so we were in the capital city of Croatia while, oh the, man, <laughs> uh, yeah, while the match was going on, and it was, it was amazing. Uh, the bass player and his wife, and the guitar player Matt and his wife. So Jason and Matt, their wives, uh, Stacy and Maggie, went and found the square, and there was just a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand people that were all gathered in the square and they were just so excited they were second best team in the world and it was great so you can see a little bit of that on our uh, tour diary videos that Matt um, the guitar player actually is very talented
talented uh, video editor as well. Uh, and uh, he would put together little videos at the end of every day um, to uh, basically just do a little update on what we did and, you know, real fast snippets of uh, how the days went. And Yeah, got to do that. And then we played in another city in Croatia called uh, Novi Marath the next day. And uh, that was good. And then we went to Vienna, Austria, had a day off there. And uh, that was good because my uh, throat was pretty beat up. From, uh, <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people smoke cigarettes in uh, Europe. So yes, and, uh, and, and I was and... just around that, and also just the way that I sing. Oh uh, sure. Yeah, I needed a break. So then the next three days were in uh, Germany in different cities, and we met uh, another band from the UK called the Fair Dues. Uh, who are amazing guys and amazing musicians. If you're a, a fan of fast, technical punk rock, uh, you can do a lot worse than the Fair Dues. They're, <laughs> they're great. They have a new record that just came out on uh, Lockjaw Records uh, called Leopards. And, uh, yeah, if you get a chance, check that out, too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do. Definitely check that one out yeah. as well. Um, yeah. What? So... In in your experience so far between, you know, the U.S. and then being in in, in Eastern Europe and and doing that tour, what what were some other differences that you found between the two, or some of the biggest differences between just the music scenes and the people and what you were just like blown away by? Obviously, we kind of touched on that with you know the venue having beds and making you breakfast and stuff, but what else was there that was just like, oh my God, this is crazy? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, just the, the way um, I did notice it, in it, it was most venues uh, or most cities that we would play, uh, everybody that was there for the show, whether they were there for your band or they could care less about your band, they were just all so uh, attentive. They just all appreciated that people were there just to play music and, uh, you know, do something that they enjoyed seeing. And, you know, even if they're not into it, they're still into the fact that uh, the show is going on and that people uh, put their time and energy into making songs to play for them. So uh, people are just, uh, you know, like the, the music appreciation there is... Uh, pretty crazy like just how it's uh people are supportive of uh things i did notice uh and i had heard this about germany and uh and germans in general that uh if they don't uh don't like how you played or like they're they're very uh honest is the way to put it yes i have noticed that about just europeans in general they're usually pretty yeah. honest yeah because uh one, I think one or two towns we played that were relatively close to each other, mm -hmm. and then the final festival that we played, uh, there were some some of the same people that came to that uh, that were either in uh, Würzburg or Augsburg, Germany, and then they came to Nuremberg or the festival right outside of Nuremberg, and uh, some people were coming up because I was working the merch. Um, after we got done playing, and they would say, "Yeah, uh, you know, I saw you the other night in uh, 
in at, in Augsburg, and uh, you were you were not as good as you were today. <laughs> and it's like, oh, wow. Okay, thank you. And you know, and, and it's just yeah, you you know, you just you seem to uh, you you did better today than you did the other day. And yeah. that, was, that was I thought that was a good job. And it's like, oh, thank you. So, but yeah, huh. now it makes me nervous for if we go back and then. Uh, yeah. What's gonna happen if I don't do as well? <laughs> so, yeah, because that's I'll get not golded. Yeah, I feel like here we filter ourselves a little more. I mean, there's some people that don't, but um, yeah. I just I don't know. I've never I've never ran into that ex- experience or like really seen that when I've been to like meet and greets or anything like that, where you've got fans there that I've seen them a billion times, or maybe they're following them at a couple different shows. They don't say, "Oh, well." You know, last night you sounded better. Tonight sucked. <laughs> like you know. What I mean? Yeah. But that is interesting. Yeah. Though. Yeah, and they, you know, but it was everybody's very accommodating and very, uh, very nice. And, yeah, it's just uh, it was a really good time. So it's uh, you know, like I, I was telling you know some people you know to say it was one of the best experiences of my life would be an understatement. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's uh you know it was just it was a great time. It was you know just I'm so glad that I got to do it. And I can't wait to do it again. Yeah, so, I'm I'm happy that you guys have that in over there, and hopefully you can grow on that. Yeah, we're hoping to, and we're hoping the new record. Uh, you know, we're, we've worked really hard on uh, on on this new record. Actually, harder than we've worked on the other two. Mm-hmm. Not that we didn't work hard on them, but like sure. you know, we just put a lot into it. Uh, worked with a uh, worked on the vocals quite a bit, and uh, you know been working really hard on the guitars and the drums, and just getting everything the way that we want it to sound. Not so it's so overproduced that we can't uh, do it effectively live, but uh, sure, you know, just it's just something that we wanted to do uh, a little bit more on for this this record yeah we're really happy with the songs and i think the new record's going to be called impervious to fire but i might be wrong about that but <laughs> it's a working I title I, I yeah that's the working title but yeah if yeah if you see a new head honcho record out it's probably ours so <laughs> i was going to say i don't know any other head honchos there's a, there's a dj but uh and then there's, I think it's like a country band too. We thought we were being original, but obviously not. I mean, so. I think I think you you got pretty close. You got pretty close to that. So, yeah. um So there's no, there's obviously no set release date on this yet, right? You're still. No, um, we're doing the. We're going to do a little bit of guitar reamping right at the start of June. Okay. And then. Um, we're having, uh, I believe his name's Matt Fogel, uh, down in Colorado. Uh, he's mixed a lot of records. He's done like the Rise Against records, a lot of punk rock records. I was going to say that name uh, sounds really, really familiar, but why? <laughs> yeah. So in, uh, so we're going to have him mix it, and uh, Ananda, the guitar player, and I are talking about um, possibly heading down there once he's getting close to wrapping it up, just so we can actually hear it make some last second adjustments. So that oh, cool. possibly be in July. Uh, we'll have the record mixed. Uh, and then we're going to, we've got a few labels that we'd like to shop it to that we'd like to work with and that we've wanted to work with for a while. 
and if they want to release it, great. If not, then you know we have nothing against doing a um, self, you know, a self-release. But you know, it'd be nice to have somebody else work with us and somebody that we really like what they do. And uh, so we'll just see how it goes. Yeah, you know, it's everything's wide open right now, and you know, it's nice being a band that's we're just an independent band, and you know, we're not so big or popular that uh, we have obligations to do things so we mm-hmm. can kind of do whatever we want. And uh, yeah, that's, we kind of like it that way. Of course, it'd be nicer to play, you know, some bigger shows or, you know, get on, be on tour and things like that. But, you know, we all enjoy our jobs and we all enjoy the lives that we have here. So exactly doing, doing our thing and, you know, we take our chances when we get them. Yeah. So. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, you you saying that now reminds me of I I interviewed a band some time ago. It must have been I think it was last year. A, a real a, you know a young band, and I remember having conversations with them off mic about you know, and I mean maybe they're listening to this, maybe they're not, but I'm gonna you know. I want to be honest anyway. And to me, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just with my experience. But um, the uh, one of the members was talking about how, you know, they're trying like really hard to get on like Victory Records or something like that. I can't remember what, you know, record yeah. company it was. Um, and this, like I said, a fairly young band, like we're talking 19, 20 years old. And just... There was, he was just saying so much about trying so hard to get on a label, and I'm thinking, and I told him I was like, don't even bother. <laughs> I was like, and and not, I I told him not in a bad way, like you guys suck, nothing like that. It's just like, just do your thing, you know, and mm-hmm. then, uh, you know, th- that can eventually come in come into play. But I guess it's just because I remember thinking, having the same thought in my mind, thinking that that was so important you know yeah. i'm thinking that oh it's so important that we somehow get on a label that's got some cred you know like thinking that's yeah thinking that was like the most important thing when really in reality what the most important thing was was actually concentrating on the craft itself yeah and for me yeah if, that was me at 19 i i did not focus on the craft as much as i should have and I was focused more on that whole getting signed to a label, getting that whole street cred thing going. And now being older, I guess I look back and I see, I you know, I feel like it should have been different. So, yeah, at hindsight, uh, son of a bitch, sometimes. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's just yeah, that's just my personal. You know, it's there's no right or wrong. That's another thing I've learned. There's no right or wrong way to do something, and and everything doesn't have to be done to a certain standard because everyone broke in to the business differently. You know, everyone was successful yeah. in the business differently. It, not not everyone had that same door to go through. You know, so yeah, exactly. Yeah. So but, yeah, and it's you know just got to take your chances when you get them, and yeah, you know, I mean. Never stop learning things, but you know it's also sometimes it's uh, uh, 
being able to realize that you need to cut ties with things that are holding you down. Yes. So, oh my gosh. If, uh, <laughs> you know, if doing if doing things a certain way isn't working, then you know maybe it's time to move on. But you know, loyalty is a very hard thing to get over because uh, uh, I like to think of myself, you know, with my friends and things like that as a loyal person. And uh, you know, sometimes if people are making bad decisions and uh, it's affecting me or uh, things that are in my life, you know, sometimes it, it was hard in the past to uh, just kind of walk away from uh, from that type of stuff that mm-hmm. you know, wasn't going to be good for me because you don't, you know, you don't want to let anybody down. No. And, uh, also, it's, you know, you think you're going to miss something if you, uh, if you leave right now or, well, if we don't play this one show, then you know, we might, uh, we could miss out on something. You know, you just yes. never know what's going to happen. Yes, so, that that feeling yeah. too. Yeah, that feeling too. It's just like thinking, oh, this show, this is going to be the one. Like, this is going to be the break. Yeah. And realizing, and yeah. it's so funny because what I've also learned from thinking about all those moments being the big break, I, I saw that that translated into so many other parts of my life you know like you're you're waiting for this one bill to be be paid off and then once you do that then you're good you're gold but then boom there's another one like you know you're you're still like waiting for that break but really if you are gonna have that break it's going to be because you took a series of tiny steps for a long time yeah yeah so yeah it's and then there's always a learning process. Yeah, and I know you know all this stuff, but it's just I was just I don't know, it kind of sparked that in my brain that Yeah, it's all, it's it's never never bad to have a refresher. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know. Yeah. On life lessons and things like that. But, yeah. I so, agree, man. But hey man, uh I don't really want to stop talking, but I got to get going. No, I no. I I totally uh, yeah. And, of course. Yeah. But no, so, I I hope I, I really didn't appreciate you taking the time though. No, thank you. I, like I said, I've wanted to catch up for a long time, so I'm glad that yeah. we were finally able to do that. And I hope I didn't yeah, take sure. hope I didn't take too much of your time. So no, no, I I, I appreciate it. So, yeah, I'll let you know when the new record comes out. You know, maybe we can catch up then. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Otherwise, I'll be back in town in September. So if I put together a show or something, I'll let you know. Uh, sometimes when I come back into town, I always I'll, I'll try to put together a show and just uh, make a little bit of extra cash. And yeah, uh, it's a good way to see everybody at the same time too. Oh, so, that'd be but, cool. Yeah. Be, be good. I can let you know. And then maybe we can get you down or wait, not down up. up. And, yeah. I was going to say up and, <laughs> for yeah, me. Yeah. Up, up, and up, up north. So, yeah. Well, that'd yeah, be cool, but, uh, man. Yeah. So, but yeah, awesome. everything's good with you. The family's good. Yeah, everyone's great, man. Um, you know, Josh nice. is on the East Coast. Um, yeah, son, he's an author now. And yeah, Joe's doing well too. Yeah, Joe's Joe's doing his thing. He's in he's in town too, as well as I am. So, um, good. So yeah, good. everyone's everyone's doing great. So I'm I'm glad to hear that. Good. I'm glad to hear that. You know, going and moving to you know Seattle treated you well. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh it's a great thing. I'm looking at the space needle right outside of my window right now. Mm-hmm. So, yep. That's so, I'm sure it's yeah. much better than being stuck here in the Midwest. So, well, it's 
you know, uh, as much as I love it here, I do miss the Midwest. Uh, oh, sure. You know, it's, uh, it's, you can, you can take me out of the Midwest, but you can't take the Midwest <laughs> out of me. So, That's right. Uh, All right, PJ. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much, right. man. And yeah, thanks, brother. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. All right. Take it easy. Yeah, you too. It was so great to catch up with PJ after all these years. He was always a guy that I really admired, his musical talents, and uh, watching him on stage as a, as a teenager, he was always a big influence in the moment. And now in his new band, Head Honcho, which, by the way, if you want to look them up, go to headhonchomusic.bandcamp.com and also just search for Head Honcho on Facebook. They do have a page there. I couldn't find a Twitter for them or a Instagram I'm not sure if they have either one, but I know they do have the Facebook and also the Bandcamp account. But, you know, you heard us talking about the moment and whether their music was still available online or where it was available. And there are some places that you could find it, like actually found a link for one of their songs still on MySpace. And the song is Remove the Cancer, which we ended up talking about in this episode. And I actually want to play that song for you before we uh, head out today, just because I have a, a big soft spot in my heart for the moment just because it was a band that I got to play so many shows with back in the day and I they're just one of my big influences in the local music scene and I was always really hoping that they would make it somewhere and I know they didn't but I really think they should have but I'm glad they got as far as they did so this is remove the cancer by the moment
remove the cancer by the moment. They're no longer a band, but hell of an amazing band back in the day. If you want to hear that, you're going to go all the way back to your MySpace account. You can find that at myspace.com forward slash sound of the moment. All right, so that's it for today's episode of Pop Punk and Pizza. I am Jacques Lamour, your host from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much for tuning in and uh, listening to this podcast or any of the episodes of this show. It truly means the world to me. Make sure you hit us up on social media, both Facebook, or actually not both, all three. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram is all at Pop Punk Pizza Pod. Bangarang Radio is at Bangarang Radio for both Twitter and Facebook. My personal Twitter is on air with JL, so make sure you you like us, you follow us, and stay up to date on different things that are happening in the scene, or when there's going to be new episodes, I'll announce who our next guest is going to be and all that fun stuff. Also, if you need to contact me for anything else as far as getting your music played on the podcast or trying to get a possible interview, whatever it might be, shoot me an email at bangerangradio at gmail.com. Just to forewarn you, I am terrible at replying to emails and even sometimes just responding to messages on social media. So I'm apologizing in advance for that. Um, I go through these phases where I'm just super bad at it. So I will do my best to uh, get back to you with whatever it is that you hit me up with. And if it takes me a long time to get back to you, it's just because I get so busy with responding to people or busy in all the other things I do. Not just this podcast, you know, um, dad life, work life. I play in a Green Day tribute band that gets busy, so all that stuff. So I appreciate your patience so much and your support of this show once again. Remember, whatever it is that you're going through, it's going to get better. Just keep your head up. Keep on a trucking because I believe in you, all right? I'll talk to you later. It's nice to meet ya Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza Hey, hello, it's nice to meet ya Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza